Scott of SJWellFire.com. Final Days Report, Episode 207, Sterilized Chickens. Folks, it's a weaponization of the food supply. I think my second podcast that I did is is famine coming, and this was before all the manufacturing plants and fertilizer plants and the war on the supply chain. It was before that. I could just smell it being in the food service industry for many, many years. There were stories that were blowing me away even back then, especially with inflation. Plus, I want to cover the Pelosi police body cam and other end-of-days news. This was a wild one, my friends. It's been a while since I've done a VCAST, but let's get into it. So first of all, early days of this ministry, after the poison poke, we called out the PSYOP in the news to cover all the heart damage and heart disease. And I think the podcast, VCAST, was called Five New PSYOPs to Cover Up for the Heart Issues. And now it's up to like 45 we will play montages once in a blue moon, but here's a new one. Blood clots compound found in eggs linked to an enhanced risk of blood clotting. This was old research recycled in the news. And I know some people, some famous podcasters like Joe Rogan went off on this, but folks, an egg, especially if it's fed with the right food and free range is the perfect food. I'm not believing this cholesterol nonsense. You need cholesterol for your brain. Let's play this viral video. This is this is just weaponization of the food. And we need to be rebels. When they say they don't want you to have backyard chickens, get backyard chickens. Be a rebel, plant a garden. In nearly 30-something years of raising chickens, I have never gone without eggs, not even just one. And since before Halloween, I have not gotten a single egg until about a week ago and I switched the feed that I was giving. I no longer am feeding chicken feed. I have switched my girls to goat feed. Steel cut oats, black sunflower seeds, and goat feed. I have to say, there's something uh, something to this. If I have to put my little tinfoil hat on. Put on my tinfoil hat. It's a weaponization and a gene war on everything. Bill Gates, again, invested in a company to inject cattle with mRNA technology to defile the cattle, but he wants you to eat fake meat in Western nations. I mean, you can't make this up. This is insanity. This is an old video because I think we need to prepare for the next pandemic. I think it's going to be Ebola. That's what my sense is. They got to make it worse than what we previously have witnessed. They have to step it up. That way, if you refuse their poison poke, their witch's brew, then you're going to be definitely marked. Because how could you, you know, with kids bleeding out of their nose? Supposedly Ebola is just awful. Let's listen to other tools in their tool chest to vaccinate you. And we've covered how they're actually trying to have vaccinations in the food supply and lettuce, probably chemtrailing us with this nonsense. And th this reminds me what he's going to, what Bill's going to talk about of this technology to protect you. It just reminds me, is this something that they're dumping on us? Let's roll it, Bill. Anyway, so antibodies, antivirals. We think we can also have, very early in an, ep an epidemic, a thing you can inhale uh, that will mean that you can't be infected, a, a blocker, an inhaled blocker. We also need to fix the three problems with vaccines. The current vaccines are not infection blocking. Uh, they're not broad, so when new variants come up, you lose protection, and they have very short duration, uh, particularly in the people who matter, which are old people. 
and every one of those things is is fixable. Uh, in fact, doing that work is going to help vaccinology very, very broadly. Let's never forget, on a per-population basis, so per 100,000, you're twice as likely to die if you've been vaccinated than not. This is an old stat sheet I used. And then even more nefarious, when you take a look at the life insurance company that came out and they said they had a 40% increase in death rates of 18 to 65-year-old life insurance holders. I mean, it's evil. It's evil. How they're getting away with this. You just know we're living in lawlessness times, my friends. But again, preparing for the next pandemic, I knew that there was something to this with the PCR testing, potentially vaccinating. I didn't really see many white papers or information on it until now. Let's read. John Hopkins University confirms you can be vaccinated with a PCR test even without knowing. Now, several, several experts and former mainstream journalists like John O'Sullivan are warning that massive PCR testing campaign could be a WHO vaccination program in disguise. O'Sullivan is referring to a new technology developed at John Hopkins University that is supposed to make it possible to carry out covert vaccinations through a PCR test. Inspired by a parasitic worm, nice, a parasite that digs its sharp teeth into the intestines of its host, John Hopkins researchers have developed tiny star-shaped micro devices that attach to the intestinal mucosa and can deliver drugs into the body. I think they've been delivering the stuff in the water supply, the, the, what they're dumping on us, you name it. I had a dream they were putting this nanotech on eggs, and sure enough, putting nanotech on eggs on the outer part. These tiny devices, known as therogrippers, nice, are made of metal and a thin film that changes shape. They are covered with heat-sensitive kerosene wax, and each no larger than a dust particle. So what are they going to do? How are they going to get us? Don't be fooled. That's why I'm, I'm saying prepare for the next pandemic, my friends. And then also, this is Watchman's uh, Ministry. We've always talked about the next false flag. We think it'll be the web slash grid going down. And this is a video that was at, on the World Economic Forum that was taken down. And what I thought was fascinating is Putin is there at the World Economic Forum saying, we need to be together and join together to stop this, this type of terrorism. Come on. I've always said I think it's a 30-70 mix, 30% we're watching theater with Putin and 70% we're poking the bear. And maybe my percentages are off that this is just theater that we're watching for this one world government because they know something's coming in, some sort of system's coming in, and they're getting prepared, and they need a big culling before the Antichrist comes on the scene. And the fallen angels have been kicked out, so on and so forth. So they, this is all order out of chaos for this one world government. But the analogy I like to use is that, you know, when I worked for big CPG type companies, consumer packaged goods companies, I was on the same team with many marketers and friends with some of them. But yet it'd be cutthroat to get that next promotion, to get recognition. I mean, some wicked stuff I've seen in my career with so-called friends. So you think about it, if you're a Luciferian worshiper and have no morals, <laughs> there's got to be some infighting. I want to be the top dog. You know what I mean? All right, so let's play this video. This just screams false flag, order out of chaos.
Масштабы киберугроз сегодня таковы, что нейтрализовать их можно только вместе, объединив усилия всего международного сообщества. Family, 
they both watched Lester Holt in the mass shooting coverage. And I actually asked them, what per, or how many people actually get their lives saved from guns and you know, preventing crime? They had no clue on the answer. And so, but they're like, take the guns away, take the guns away. So my take on why this actually was released is I think what they're going to want is they're going to want to actually have massive security around all the politicians 24-7 and their relatives. I don't know. It's a bit of a theory on that front. But on my Telegram channel, I post a lot of the stories that I like to cover that I find interesting at SJ Wellfire. And I got to tell you, this is quite sad. And I'm not sure how old this is, but this transgender drugged man walking around with an axe takes a swing at this young man and this person on the right. And what's wild is this young man walked by this transgender with the axe. He looked and his radar wasn't up. So you just got to watch for bizarre behavior, graphene head, mind control behavior. And if you see somebody walking around with an axe, whether they're a transgender or not, you might want to get the heck out because something, something is not right, right? I got, I've seen stuff like this before. I was a state park ranger when I was uh, in college, and I'd see this weird behavior that oftentimes did not, not turn out right. So one of the reasons why I haven't done a podcast in a very, very long time is I've been going through a family situation. Long, long story short, my wife and I are separating, and she actually filed for a divorce. Uh, ended up finding out she is in a, an adultery relationship. But peeling back the onion, she has had major, major health issues and has been in and out of the hospital during COVID. Um, I found her comatose and foaming at the mouth. She was in a coma in the hospital for about a day. Actually, I ended up getting the trustee care of her. And I'm going to tell you, the medical recommendations for her and her situation, I want to get into the details for her privacy were over the top and tough decisions and just nothing seemed to work for her. And I'm talking in a hospital three, four times in very over a long period of time. And even through trauma, even through, I guess, heartbreak and just what seems is, is just dread, dra trauma, that's the only thing I can think of, heartbreak. God can show his miracles because I got to tell you, doctors were at their wits end trying to treat my wife and had no clue. They, were, they did everything that they thought they could do for her. And then one night I had a dream of Bobby Labonte. He's a NASCAR driver. I don't follow Bobby Labonte. I don't follow NASCAR. I've been to two NASCAR races years ago because a company I work for sponsored NASCAR, but I wasn't really a fan. I wouldn't watch it on TV, but I had a dream of Bobby Levante. People were changing tires and charging a battery, placing and charging a battery. And so then I looked up Bobby Labonte the next day, and he's a Christian, and this is his favorite passage, Matthew 6, 34. Let's read it from the King James Version. Take therefore no thought for the morrow. For the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. 
you can't worry about the next day and the next day. Take one day at a time. So it was wild. I'm telling you, doctors were at their wits end with my wife and told my wife on the phone this dream I had with Fabio Labonte and this first. And I kid you not, she was out of the hospital in a day, maybe, maybe two. And it was like a miracle. And she recognized it as a miracle. Well, she was good for about a year, and I ended up allowing her mom, who I felt sorry for, move in with us to take help take care of my wife. And, you know, I ended up sleeping in different bedrooms because she needed her sleep. And our relationship turned into more of just friends, like lack of a better way to describe it. I found myself thinking of her like a, the love that I have for my son that nurturing, trying to take care of you type of mentality. And so that's, I think, where I should have shown more compassion, but I just wanted to make sure she was okay. So in hindsight, I'm sure, I'm sure I could have been a better husband in all transparency. But the market was hot to sell our house here in the Chicagoland area, and we put our mark our house up to sit for sale and she's like i'm just going to go home i'm going to live with my dad rent free i want to get out of the bad memories of having to come on potentially a seizure or something else that we think might have happened to her and i just want to get out and of the bad memories of this place and she moved out i wasn't getting along with my mother-in-law um even though my wife backed me up on, on the whole situation. So I, that was probably the biggest mistake I did is letting my mother-in-law live in, live in here to help take care of my wife. But before my wife decided to move out, I said, pray, just pray to God, Jesus, of what he wants you to do. And she did. She prayed. and She barely ever had dreams because she's very medicated. But she had a dream. And she ended up telling me her dream was she was flying to Philly on an airplane. And I can't remember if it was one, two, three, multiple people were just lying down on a short flight from Chicago to Philly. And she's like, that sounds like these people were not able to function right. And they're were, they were lying down. That's just not natural. It's never happened to me on a you know, short flight like that. I've seen it. I have seen people lie down flying to Brazil and when, when the planes were empty, that sort of thing. And she's like, well, I take it as I'm flying to Philly and I'm going, even though people are lying down. Well, fast forward. My wife broke our separation agreement big time. She went on a $15,000 cruise with my son that she told him was free. I think she was hoodwinked, got taken advantage of. Um, I started getting credit card bills of six, eight, twelve thousand dollars. That is unheard of. I think we averaged fifteen hundred, if if two thousand max. I mean, it was just insane the spending. She bought a car. I was going to give her a car that we have here. I like old junker cars, so she had a car. Just bought a car in her mind. She wanted a car that's safe for for my son, who I see once a month, if that, and I drive two miles. So. She broke into my son's account, took money. I mean, it was just on and on and on. And, and I had to cut her off of some of these financial expenditures. She overdrew the bank account twice. And her separation agreement basically was, 
let's be on every expenditure that's not just basic living and food and that sort of thing. They both agree on. Well, she ended up getting a retail store, ready to a retail store. And before she moved in or was going to move in, she was walking a neighbor's dog and the dog saw a squirrel. Dog took off, pulled her on the ground. And I'm not sure if she busted up her back, shoulder, or both. I'm not 100% sure. But she's out, and she can't work. And so for all these months, her store is sitting empty. It's just sitting empty. And it takes me back to the dream the Lord gave her of the people lying down on the airplane. And I'm, I'm blown away. I'm blown away what the Lord warned her of happened to her now she can't get out of the rent i told her she should use force majeure which is in every contract basically where you can't for, for some unforeseen reason you can't fulfill your duties of the contract you can get out of it but in any event mind-bending so maybe three four days before actually going on my trip last week down to florida to see friends and family and this minister to help start this podcast of Ephesians 6 that he's been studying. I'm going to let him have Sundays to actually do a sermon, God willing. And I prayed. I, I, I met somebody a couple times, a business um, financial planner. And he basically was telling me his story on being separated for three years and then going through a separation or just an awkward situation with his wife now, having some trouble. And he said the first go around, he basically, and he's a Christian, he basically said, God, I put it in your hands. I just kid you not, I prayed that. I said, God, I put this in your hands. Your will be done. You know, I don't want to divorce my wife. You know, I'm praying that we get back together. She doesn't even talk to me. I had to cut her off on some financials and asked her, I said, look, I'll write the checks, but I'm not overdrawing the bank account twice. I'm not going to get a twelve, eight thousand dollar credit card when we average fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, if that. So, I prayed that prayer. Drive down to Florida, see some family, friends, and I kid you not. My wife and a niece, supposedly before Thanksgiving met each other. They live in the same town. One's going to med school. And and my wife's a lovely woman. I'm not trying to bash her. If you met her, you'd think she's amazing. Very nice. Um, looks like Grace Kelly. Very beautiful woman. But she's she's nice on the inside. But she's just going through some medical issues. That I think uh, hit her judgment, especially with all the things that she has to take and her diagnosis. But she ends up telling my niece that she is with her old boyfriend. And, but not to tell me, tell Scott. And so I had a feeling during Thanksgiving, my niece said she thinks she's just trying to have this go as long as possible to just take as much money. And I'm telling you, it's not like her, the amount of money that she spent. And it's not like her winking my son to get a car and going into his bank account behind his back. I mean, just the, the behavior is not representative of who she is. So 
I kind of got the sense, but I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to divorce her over her spending in a crazy way. Just acting wild, but I didn't know that she was having divorce. But long story short, I ended up getting told by a family member that, yes, <laughs> your wife is seeing somebody else. So I called her out on it. And sure enough, uh, we kind of went back and forth on some texts. And she filed for a divorce. And, and truth be told, I was going to file as well. Um, and so I'm going to get it served here pretty soon. But my ask for, if you're still listening, my ask is that you pray for her. Pray for her healing. I forgive her for the adultery. And, you know, if I look back on how I treated her, my love for her was like a son or a daughter. I just wanted to have her caretaker after her bout in and out of the hospital. And, you know, I'm sure I have some blame for, for that. And that's the regret I have is I should have been more, you know, the Bible says we're supposed to love spouse with all our hearts. And my, my love turned into caregiver. And we were 180 on topics like face mask. I would, wouldn't wear one. She would yell at me if I didn't cover my nose. We were, we were way off on being awake, that sort of thing. I guarantee, I guarantee you she's poked multiple times with the poison poke because she had long COVID. Long COVID is code word for you damaged your immune system. But pray that she can work. Pray that she can get out of bed. Pray that her back is healed. Pray that any demons that are in her are released. Any spiritual warfare against her. You know, I always wanted to be a pastor once I became saved, and I think she's under some heavy spiritual warfare, personally. So pray for her release um, and that she's blessed, is my ask, and that she heals. So a bit drawn out. And again, I, I, I'm at peace with this in the sense that God has warned, gave her a warning via a dream. He even gave me a dream as well, you know, that uh, tried to step up my husband's duties. I think it was a little bit too little too late. And then just seeing the miracles of her being able to get out of the hospital, you know, with that Bobby Levante dream. I think it was like a 180. And I don't want to get into the details of exactly what she had in her diagnosis and what was happening, but it was was pretty frightening for a while there. So if you could pray for my wife, probably soon to be ex-wife. Hopefully it's not drawn out very long. And if God thinks we should be together, then that, there would have to be a miracle because I can't even get her on the phone. <laughs> so. It is what it is, my friends. It is what it is. So skywithsjwellfire.com. Appreciate everybody's prayers again. And sign up for a newsletter. And again, I think the lesson here at the end is just even through 
guess, persecution, uh, trauma, uh, just spiritual warfare, you can see minor miracles. And that's, that's why I'm blown away by this whole thing. That's why I'm at, at peace with it. And it's almost like it's been going on way too long. I'm glad we're finally moving in different directions. I'm a little bummed because I wanted to be a pastor. I think I can't even manage my own household. Um, you know, that that's uh, those cards might be thrown out the window. But I do know, like, Pastor Dean O'Dell was divorced, and I think Stanley Meyer, his wife, left him, and he was just single. But I don't know. It is what it is, my friends. God bless.